0: everyone, and welcome back to A Practical Home, a podcast dedicated to home and hearth magic. I'm Mandy, and I'm glad that you're joining me for episode three, where we will discuss protection magic. I hope that everyone has had a great couple of weeks. It's been very busy here in our little homestead, and um, we've just been trying to slow down a little bit and enjoy the changing of the seasons. This past weekend, we went on a walk in one of our larger parks in town. It was beautiful, great weather. We got to see some wildlife. We saw some of the leaves changing. It was a very nice day outside. I appreciated it greatly. I really needed some outdoor time. We're also on a bit of a project of trying to fix some of the broken things we have in our house while we're preparing for baby number two coming in January. We have a broken couch that we've been putting up with for the last year, and we're on the hunt to figure out its replacement. It's not been easy with all of the shortages and supply chain delays, but I think we'll end up finding something soon. We also had a coffee pot break this past weekend, a bit of a tragedy for the breakfast time, but we were able to try Um, a pour-over coffee pot the last couple of days, something I'd never done before. I know a lot of people swear by it. And my husband, who's not a coffee drinker, has actually really liked it. He feels like the coffee is richer and not as bitter as it often is for him. So he's been enjoying that. The last couple of mornings, I've been trying to get back to my routine of having slow, purposeful mornings. I got out of it for about a week or so and have been sleeping in, which has been enjoyable, but doesn't leave me a lot of time to myself in the morning. So I've been getting up earlier and drawing my cards, journaling, giving myself time for grounding and meditation. And I had really missed having that as part of my routine. Some days I'm even finding time to start working on my October reading list. How are you all doing with your reading list this month? I hope well. I have a enormous stack of books that I'm trying to get through. I do recognize that I just bought 15 more, somewhere around there, but I'm trying to get myself ready for impending maternity leave and wanna make sure that I have enough books all the way through the season, right? As I'm working my way through my reading list, I just started The Witchy Homestead by Nikki Vandekar. I haven't got through all of it. I'm about halfway, but so far, it's a beautiful and lovely book. I've really been enjoying it. I've also kind of just cracked the spine on The Scent of Lemon and Rosemary by Rachel Henderson. I haven't got very far in it, so I have no real opinion on it, but so far, I've been enjoying what I've read as we've been running around completing our errands. We managed to get over to Trader Joe's the other day, and I was able to pick up their full-size cinnamon brooms, which I was excited about. I feel like I haven't been able to find full-size cinnamon brooms in a while. I apologize if you can hear background noise, my husband's making lunch off in the distance. Um, But yeah, I was able to find that for my fall decor, and I've, I don't know, I've just been feeling really motivated to get things done. I always enjoy the new moon energy, I feel so motivated to complete projects. Maybe I'm setting myself up for failure, I don't know, only time will tell. But hopefully I'll be able to actually complete some of these projects I'm setting up during this moon cycle. Similar to what we'll be talking about in today's episode, I'm preparing for my own home protection ritual, this dark moon period. Um, Something that I normally complete during the last quarter moon, but for some reason the dark moon feels right this time and I'm going to change it up a bit. If I don't like it, I'll switch back to the last quarter, but we'll see how it goes with this new moon. I'm also considering working on a binding this week. I haven't fully decided whether or not it's something I want to participate in, not something that I normally do. But we do have a situation with an external family member of mine, who is spending a lot of their time and energy spreading hateful and harmful, dangerous messages. Frankly, both on social media and to family and friends, they've caused a lot of heartache in the family and everyone on my side of the um, my side of the opinion have. Um, tried using logic and education, and multiple conversations have been had. Nothing has worked so far. The situation's actually escalating, and the messages are getting worse. So, you know, sometimes you feel like you have no other options, really, besides turning to your practice and focusing your energy on stopping that person from being able to say those things and type those messages. If you're going through something similar I really feel for you it's not an easy position to be in like I said I I have not fully decided what I'm going to do later this week but I'll keep keep you posted if if, uh, things work out or if they don't in lighter news I actually wanted to share a product that I recently picked up in case you're in the market for something similar I in certain areas am very analog I really love paper journals, paper planners, um, wall calendars, and I was looking for a wall calendar for this year that would suit kind of the decor of my room, of my office, and I actually found one that I really liked. If you're not familiar with Johanna Pohl, I think I'm saying that last name, right? I hope I am. I will link the website, Etsy, and Instagram in the show notes for Johanna. They illustrate really beautiful goddess prints of various pantheons. I've bought several of them over the last couple of months for my altar, for my grimoire, for gifts for other people. I also picked up their book Magic at Home, which is a great read, um, not too terribly long, and it has beautiful illustrations in it, great information, really good for home and hearth magic. I didn't even realize that there was a 2021 calendar of the Divine Feminine calendar. So when I saw that the 22 was going to be released, I was very excited about it and I ordered one and it features a different goddess each month for each spread. The monthly portion where you would like write your information down in the calendar boxes also has illustration in the background. So all around, it's really beautiful. I think it fits most um, styles. And if you're looking for something, I would say pick it up. There's also stickers that come with it that include um, full moon, new moon, and um, celebration stickers that are also illustrated and they're really cute. So yeah, if you're looking for a wall calendar, it's a great option. Mm. to today's main topic of protection magic. I break my protection rituals up into four main sections, clearing, cleansing, protection, and warding. There's also a component of banishment in there if that applies to you. I'm not going to cover it in this episode because I would like to have a more detailed episode in the future discussing spirits and how to deal with them, but if that is something that you're dealing with, during your protection ritual is a great time to focus on that and it would kind of be wedged right in the middle of these four tasks. So the first part of my protection ritual is clearing, and I've covered clearing before. Essentially, energy clearing is breaking up the existing old or negative or stagnant energy that is settled into a space. This could be for just your sacred space, for a room, for your entire home, whatever it might be. And there are many different ways to clear that energy out of the space. You can use voices, chanting, singing, musical instruments, playing music over the radio, clapping, stomping, etc. You can also use your own energy to project that, that positive energy into the room and break up the old energy that's sitting there. Some people do consider clearing and cleansing to be the same task. I break mine up separately, and that's really because when I go through my home, I go through it multiple times in a particular pattern from room to room, and I just choose to handle the different tasks with each rotation of going through the home. I follow the back to front method. So I start at the room furthest from the front door and work my way towards that front door my front door is in the middle of my home because i have a rectangular home so once i've gotten to the front door i go to the opposite side of the home go to the back room and i work all the way to the front door again i should also note that when i start doing this ritual before i even begin clearing out any of the energy i open the windows and any of the doors that i'm able to open so typically for me that's the front door the door that leads from my kitchen to my garage and the door that leads from my garage to the outside That way there's a a large channel of space for all that energy to go. As I said before, I'll move in a particular pattern from the back to the front and repeat that as many times as I need for each different task that I complete. When I'm performing clearing and I'm using, let's say, a bell or a besom, I will go from the back room in a counterclockwise motion through each room until I've made it to the front door and then I will take care of the energy there. Then I will go to the back of the house on the other side, counterclockwise in each room, and move it forward to the front door. Once I feel I have efficiently broken up the energy in each room, I will then repeat that pattern with whatever cleansing method I choose. And there are so many different ways you can cleanse a space. Essentially, cleansing is Out with the old and in with the new. Once you've broken up all of that old stagnant energy, you're going to want to replace it with new energy in your intentions. So you can go through with salt, salt sprays, burning herbs, crystals, whatever you choose to cleanse that area. You can go through and replace that old energy with that new energy that you're happy with. While you're cleansing this is a great time to consider what entities you might have in your home that you either want to keep or want to leave. It's a time to set boundaries with all of those entities. If you have home spirits for instance or fae living in your home that you would like to keep this is the time to choose an appropriate cleansing method that won't be disruptive to them to state your intention that they are able to stay but you're going to be cleaning out everything else that's not welcome and kind of setting the boundary of where they can and can't do can't go what they can and can't do etc again remember to open your windows to give that energy and those spirits that you may be removing a place to go in the book house magic Erica Feldman uh, recommends having a physical item outside of the home such as a plant like a planter or a coffee mug outside to set as the new designated space and inform anything in the home that you don't wish to completely vanquish from your life that their new space is in this location and that's where they can dwell. During cleansing that is a great time to incorporate floor washes or special mopping into your routine. You can use things like Florida water if you choose, or you can just put a little bit of citrus or rosemary in your mop bucket, mop your tile floors, hardwood floors if it's hardwood safe, and clean all of the entryways that you can that's not carpeted, and that will help refresh that area. Once you feel that the area has been sufficiently cleansed, then you can move on to setting up protections. Putting a protection in place is like locking the doors and locking the windows and setting the alarm. You can set many different tools up to project the protection you want to have in your home or in your sacred space area, around your entire property, whatever is appropriate for you. You can use sigils on windows, doors, walls. You can hang sigils, burn them into wall pieces. Um, like wall art and hang them and then set your intention within those sigils to keep a protective boundary around your space. Different talismans can be placed around the property as well. You can use charm bags. You can enchant jewelry to serve as protection for you personally. You can even use organic matter such as eggshell powder and have that around your thresholds or your windows to add that protective layer. Crystals like black tourmaline, smoky quartz, obsidian are great at holding that protective boundary around the area and you can set them in um, any area that you'd like directly in your sacred space, in key areas of the home where there's a lot of traffic. I know that some people also enjoy burying them in their property corners if they want to um, expand their uh, protection border. House plants around the home or in a particular space are also great protection tools. House plants can get very defensive of their owners and take an energetic hit when there is some type of attack on a space or on a person. House plants are a great way for you to identify that there is something going on, some type of negative force that's in your area. I do want to mention that if your plant starts looking terrible, droopy, maybe it's not blooming, maybe the leaves are dying, does not mean that you are under some type of energetic attack. You have to remember that houseplants do go through dormant periods as well, and it may be that they just need some pruning, some extra TLC, or maybe it'll be a couple of months before they start looking better. That's normal. Just kind of be aware of what that growing period is for your plant and that will help you decide if this is a normal activity or if this is not. As with cleansing, you won't want to miss your windows, doors, and floors. You can toss salt in the corners of the area, use salt along your windows, salt along your doors. You can also use that in a spray if that works out better for you and you don't have the ability to clean up that salt after you've laid it and had it set. Rosemary, cedar, basil, and mugwort floor washes and door washes are great for setting those protection intentions on the area of high traffic and on your uh, front of your doors. And after the protections are set in place and you're comfortable with the energy that you're now feeling in that space, some may choose to go forward with warding. If protection is locking the doors and windows and setting the alarm, warding is kind of like putting a keep out sign on your front door. There are so many different ways you can set up wards around your property. Herbs are great for this. Sage, Palo Santo, lavender, cedar, mugwort, rosemary, even salt sprays and and combinations of herbs and salt are great for letting that energy know that This is the boundary line, and putting up that extra layer to ensure that nothing's going to be coming in. Some people choose to use um, an evil eye representation in their home or in their space, whether it be wall art, some type of jewelry they're hanging, some type of talisman they've put in a particular place, to ward off uh, evil eye and energetic attacks. You can also set your intention of warding in various personal items that you have throughout your home that are special to you and have those serve a bit like warriors to maintain those boundaries. Another good option may be to seal or lock your mirrors if that's something that you're interested in. There is a lot of lore about only having to lock your mirrors if you have silver backed mirrors, but then I have read so much of people who don't have that type of a mirror feeling more comfortable if they lock all of their mirrors anyway. I think whatever feels right to you is what you should go with. I've also read um, a lot of practitioners consider their mirrors to be a reflection of their practice and therefore they don't seal. So again, whatever feels right, go with your gut. If you are going to be locking your mirrors, You can do so in a couple of easy ways. Um, These are not the only methods, of course. You can use a sigil in oil and put that on the mirror and wipe that into it after you set that intention. You can also add warding herbs and herbal waters into your cleaning products and clean your mirrors that way, setting your intention of having that gateway closed. And of course, you may have other charms or items around your property that you want to have in place. Some use elemental wards around their area to set up that protective boundary, asking for each different element to add a layer of protection to the property, maybe with some type of offering or a particular altar for those elements. You can also set the intention of things like iron nails that you may want to put in particular spaces or the corners of your property. Once you have completed your protection ritual, don't forget to go back to the cleansing step and look at doing a smoke cleanse on yourself or taking a cleansing shower or bath. You're gonna have a lot of yuck on you and you wanna get that off. If you have other people in the home while you're doing this, I would advise them to also take either a shower or a bath or to smoke cleanse to get all of that old energy off of them. If you're interested in bath and shower magic, I know that Olivia the Witch of Wonderlust, on YouTube has a really great video on bath and shower magic rituals. I'll link that in the show notes. So putting that all together, my protection ritual to-do list for this coming dark moon is going to look something similar to this. When I start with clearing, I'm going to be using a bell that I've already cleansed and charged, and it's a bell that I often use when I do my energy clearing. I'll go to the back of the home, to the furthest room, in a counterclockwise motion, I will ring the bell and inform the energy that it's not welcome there anymore, everything old and stagnant must leave, and I will complete that cycle all the way through one end of the home and then through the other, um, repeating that mantra. When I move into the cleansing phase, I'll actually set a simmer pot on the stove with citrus and cedar smells and let that go throughout the entire home. Of course I'll have windows open starting at the very beginning but I'll let that aroma flow through each room. And then I'll vacuum and I'll sweep my, more, <laughs> sweep my floors and then I'll mop the kitchen with a Swiffer for a quick clean. And then of course in that same rotation of the back to front direction I'll go through the home with rosemary burning and declare that that space has been cleansed of old and negative energy and I'll set my intention for the rooms. Afterwards, I will cleanse items that I've used to complete those tasks and put them back where they need to go. I don't have any entities in my home that I'm dealing with, so banishment isn't something that I will um, be completing, but this is where I would include a banishment if that was appropriate. Moving into my protection rituals, my specific protection tasks. I am going to be completing salt sprays on doors and windows, rosemary water on the tile floors and a rosemary spray on the carpets. And then I have a rosemary and cedar mixture that I'll put on a rag and I'll wipe down all of the doors into my home and use sigils on them while I'm cleaning them. I do have a number of items around my home that I use for protection and I will be cleansing and charging those and then replacing them where they need to go in the home likewise i'll do that with my protection jewelry i'll cleanse it charge it and then put it back where it is normally stored and then i'll move on to things like plant care i'll look over my plants i'll add water fertilizer eggshell powder to them whatever they're needing i'll groom them a bit and uh, clean the spaces around them then i'll typically take care of animal care um, cleansing and charging the collars or accessories that my dogs have to add a layer of protection to them and then lastly, I will focus on alter care, cleaning the area and setting my intentions in that space. Afterwards, when it comes to warding, I don't lock my mirrors, um, but I do have physical warded items in my home that I will reestablish that intention for. And then lastly, I will relax in the center of my home and concentrate my energy to project my intention of sealing this home and protecting it from anything coming in. And then after all that is said and done, I'll take a cleansing shower if my family's home, they'll take a cleansing shower as well, and we'll make sure that we're all um, free of any of that stagnant energy. As I said before, there is no wrong or right way to complete a protection ritual. It's whatever you feel is right for you at the time. You can always change it up and try different methods, and there isn't anything wrong with that. If you have a protection ritual that you would like to share, I would love to hear what you do on a regular basis or how frequently you complete it. I'm always interested in hearing how different spaces are cared for. But I thank you very much for joining me for episode three. If you want to connect, you can reach out to me at a practical home podcast on Instagram. You can also find me at a practical home on Twitter. And you can send me an email at a practical home podcast at gmail.com. I hope that you have a lovely week. And until next time, bye bye.